Hello everyone and welcome back to the Snodacast. Today is just going to be me and one other person like the old first episode. I don't know if anybody here is going to be watching the first episode because it is no longer on stream. So, tonight I am joined by Joker, a.k.a. Joe. I'm sorry, Mom, but I must do it for the meme. You're fine. Alrighty then. So, since we have no other introductions to get away from... Let's go ahead and go into weekly updates. Joe, how was your week? Well, it has been an hot and exhausting, just like a perfect Texas summer. Sounds about right. Alright, well, my week has mostly been just busy. Like, I've been just a lot busier than I thought I would be. So, yeah. Um, it's mostly just been work-related stuff. But if you would like to, we can go ahead and go into Now Showing, which is our fairly new segment. We are eventually going to stop calling it our new segment and just have it a regular-ass segment. But in Now Showing, we have to talk about Snake Eyes, the new G.I. Joe movie that tries to get this franchise off the ground yet again. Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which is a odd Bloomhouse sequel, to say the least, and Old, the newest film from Midnight Shyamalan, and apparently had a quite an interesting premise and might be based off of a graphic novel. So, Joe, any thoughts, comments, concerns on Snake Eyes? Uh, well, I've been talking about it early off screen, like... Mm-hmm. Alright, our thing, our kind of expectations for these kind of movies is just been kind of a little bit down under. Right. I I honestly thought it was just, just going to be garbage. I mean, for those of you that may be watching, uh, you'll be like, what, what are you talking about? It was a great day, movie. L-M-A-G-L-M-A-L-B-B-Q-Q. Honestly, I'd say skip this and go back and watch the old G.I. Joe online. Just like Saturday mornings. I'm kind of the same thought process. Uh... I I have not heard good things about this movie, um, and honestly, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. I've heard it's just really kind of a turn-your-brain-off kind of movie, and that's fine, you know, I don't necessarily personally hate that. Uh, I've known plenty of turn-your-brain-off movies that are great, like Independence Day. I still like watching that because it's, it's a fun popcorn flick. But I don't know about this one. Uh, I heard that they... I mean, A, you kind of have Snake Eyes not only talking... But you also have just a whole bunch of, like, stuff like he doesn't have his vocal cords cut or he doesn't have a burned and disfigured face. You know, like, there's a lot of weird things in it, you know? And he doesn't eventually get that way either. A small spoiler-ish, I guess. But, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. And uh, typical of big movie studios uh, releasing movies that they originally had no intentions of really getting off the ground, but then as soon as they slapped the title on it, you know, they uh, they gotta market it as crazy as they can. They not only have the final shot in the movie, or the final shot of the movie in the trailer, they also have the post credit scene of the movie in the trailer. So, that's not usually a good sign whenever you have the final shot and a lot of other stuff in it as well. So, I don't know. I'm kind of... Eh about it so it's it's whatever uh the next movie is 
Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. This one has actually been out for a couple weeks, but uh, we needed a third slot, and I knew that this was a recognizable enough name that we could definitely talk about it, and I don't have any real opinions on Escape Room. Uh, I didn't really see it. I mean, I like Escape Rooms. From what I've been told, they're fun. Uh, I, I, they're an interesting idea, for sure. And I heard, I, I've seen a lot of clips in the sets and stuff like that, and they look awesome. And I've even seen clips from the clips in the... Uh, and the rooms in this movie as well, and it looks good. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun, but I heard it has a lot of issues with it. Uh, Joe, do you have any opinions on Escape Room 2? I'd say, honestly. Hmm? Well. And to our final topic, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Now, I've been told this is almost on the realms of the happening, in, like, terms of awkward dialogue uh but it actually has a few good performances so it's therefore a little bit better than the fa- than the happening um i've always been an m night Shyamalan fan uh joe you last Airbender just wasn't it no last airbender was terrible but i will say that i enjoyed a lot of m night Shyamalan's work not necessarily all of it but a good chunk of it like i enjoy his first three movies which were um the Sixth Sense, which is really good. I, my favorite all two one to go to is uh, Unbreakable. I really love Unbreakable, uh, and I also like Split as well. Split's a really good one to fall back on, but Unbreakable is more accessible, I guess. Uh, I also really do like Signs for as many problems it is as it has. Uh, and then he kind of went into a downward spiral where I think he had The Happening, then Last Airbender, then I think one other film. I I don't know, but. Then you had a little bit of a comeback with The Visit, which was not my favorite film. Uh, it got a little annoying on my end, or um, uh, in my personal opinion. And then, of course, uh, but it was still fun. It was nice to have him come back to his roots of kind of like this weird kind of horror film. Um, and then, of course, you have Split. Split was phenomenal. I actually really like Split. I know, Joe, that you said, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you said that you really liked Split. Um, and then, of course, after that, I think we had one other film and then Glass. Or was it... I, I want to say it was just Glass. Well, was the last one of the trilogy. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, uh, and like the way his films released. I think he did Split, then he did one more film, and then he did Glass. Or was it Split, then Glass, then Old? I forget. But, yeah, like, Glass, I enjoyed. It just shits the bed at the ending, Is in my personal opinion. I think it really does shit the bed uh, with how it ends and how it wraps up everything. I don't think they, they did a lot of justice in it. Um, in how they how they portrayed certain characters and what they did uh, around the end, like up until the very end of it, the way that they send off some of these characters is kind of like, eh, you know, not not really the biggest fan of that. But I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed Glass up until that end. Um, and then, of course, neither of us have seen Old. I don't really have any intentions on seeing Old. I will probably catch it at some point whenever it comes on home release, but I I don't know. I I heard it has a couple of good performances and some interest. It has an interesting idea, but it just kind of also goes into this awkward kind of dialogue thing where, which is very entertaining. I have seen the happening. That movie is hilarious. Um, <laughs> like I'm not gonna always watch it, but if I want to watch a bad movie, I will watch the happening. Joe, what's your opinions on? On, on M. Night Shyamalan. He's probably had some good movies and bad ones, but... Like everybody. We want to focus on the good ones. Yeah. 
Well, I definitely think he had a really strong start to his career, in my opinion. I, I personally believe that his career was phenomenally well started. Like, with The Sixth Sense, that was a great movie. I can definitely... I understand why a lot of people were putting his eye, putting their eyes on him. And then he did Unbreakable, which is not his most well-known, but I absolutely love Unbreakable. I think it's honestly... I want to say it's his best film, because I think it is really 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 good i i love it it's a unique take on the superhero genre and then of course you have signs which is really good there's a real there's a lot of good suspense in it but beyond that not much else uh and then you know we just kind of go from there to everything else and ups and downs throughout the whole thing for sure yeah. all right all right all right well let's go ahead and get into our first topic Amazon is releasing a new video game called New World. It is an open-world RPG, and I'm actually quite interested in it. Joe, I know you have quite a few things to say. I'm going to go ahead and let you take the reins on this one. Amazon, Amazon New World, for those of you that are not in the know, is being developed on by Amazon. Yeah, you're good. Yes, for those of you that aren't in know, or have been living in Oklahoma forever, <laughs> but sorry, not sorry, Amazon New World is a MMO RPG, RPG. being developed by Amazon Studio. Mm -hmm. You may have heard about the beta, the closed beta is already upon us, and it's already started, and from you've been, if you if you're a little, if a little reluctant to jump in, you're not wrong. You're not alone. There's been talk that some people have been playing on the rigs, having either 2060s or, or even 30, RTX 3090s, and that due to a an issue with the latency of the men the main menu when you start the closed beta up, some people reported getting their graphics cards grip breaking. Ooh, that's not good. While they did come out and said, while the studio did come out and say that the, excuse me, while, mm -hmm. the, while they did come out and say that they, the day, they were, the following day they released the patch, mm -hmm. as if, because I don't have access to the beta that remains to be seen. Right. You good? Yes. Okay, because you're you're stuttering there a little bit. Just wanted to make sure yeah. you're okay. But I yeah, public speaking is a little rusty. You're good, man. You're good. So yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm interested in it. And you said uh, that you've been hearing a lot of good things. Uh, I actually was told to talk about this game. Yo, go ahead. The gameplay, the beta, the beta gameplay footage so far is actually looking pretty interesting. It looks like they're actually starting to figure out like what to mm -hmm. what can the they're like okay they're no like okay if you're if we're gonna if you're gonna play this game not everyone's gonna want to just pvp and then mm -hmm. go crack skulls right they've been at they've added a couple of pve related activities for the players to do right 
And if you're a beginner to these sorts of modern FPSs that have a more active take on their PvP, I would advise at least doing some of the PvE a little bit first. That way you can get a, a handle on how the game works. Then you should go PvPing. Right. Okay. And unlike most of my MMOs, New World will not have any classes, but you can. When you're in, when you're in the thick of it, you can choose what weapons or armor you want your character to basically crack, crack your head with. Okay. Hey, you. Uh, you sound like you got a little bit of distance from your mic. You. You. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just having a little allergy attack right now. You're good, man. I mean, for one example, I mean, one one player might be running around with magic and medium arm, heavy armor, while another might take a great axe and go run around with light armor, like like any D and D barbarian would. Right. All right. Well, are you ready to go into our next topic? So, HBO has actually released a new trailer for Dune. I am actually very excited for this, uh, and I actually think the trailer looks great. We actually do get to see more of the movie, and they are saying they're not going to try to shove the whole first book into one movie. They are going to try to split it up in parts, and if this one does well, then we can get a second part. So I'm very interested to see what they do with this, uh, because I am currently reading Dune, and it's it's a good it's good. I like it. You can definitely see a lot of influences for, like, Star Wars and Star... Like, a lot of sci-fi influences on the whole, like, Chosen One arc. Like, even some comics, honestly, could have... might have taken inspiration from this as well. Or this could have taken inspiration from some, tom from some comics as well. It, it really... I, I forget when this book came out. I, I want to say it came out a while ago. But it's very interesting to see... Uh, what Denis Villeneuve is going to do with this. I have not seen all of his movies. Actually, I don't think I've seen any of his movies. I've only seen bits of Blade Runner 2049, I want to say is what it was. Um, I know he did the sequel to Blade Runner, and I started the first Blade Runner with intents to finish it and then start Blade Runner 2049, uh, but I never got around to it. But I am very interested to see what they do with this movie, because so far, the book, not a lot has happened aside from... Uh, the the sandworm, uh, like consuming something, and it was it was interesting to read that for sure. And I'm almost done with the first part of the book, so like there it's split up into four books, and I'm almost done with that first part. I actually need to get back to reading it if I'm going to be 100% honest. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm liking it so far. Uh, Joe, did you see the new uh, Dune trailer? I don't believe I have. I. I do know that Dave Bautista is in there. We have not only Oscar Isaac, Dave Bautista, we have Stellan Skarsgård, uh, who is the father of Bill Skarsgård, for those of you that don't know. He was also Dr. Ian Selvig, or Eric Selvig in um, Thor. And we not only that, we have Timothy Chalamet, Zoe Saldana, um, Javier Bardem, uh, I'm trying to think of other people, um, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, like it's it's a really stacked cast. I'm actually very interested to see. Oh, um, Jason Momoa is going to be playing Duncan Idaho, which I'm interested in. We also have Josh Brolin, 
So there's a lot of interesting uh, cast members for this, especially. And for those that have seen the original, the original was cheesy, to say the least. I would have loved to have seen David Lynch's uh, original casting, or the original script for it. Because, to be perfectly honest, uh, he wanted to make it like a six-hour drama. And and I think that's that's exactly how you should do this. I think that this first one is going to be close to two hours, or close to three hours, I want to say. Because it's a a lot to pack in, for sure. And, of course, there were some sequels, uh, not only from books, but for movies as well. Uh, Actually, one of them has James McAvoy, believe it or not. And... Yeah, you know, there's I'm I'm fascinated with this because I'm actually currently getting into Dune and I have all intents to see the new the original movie as well as the new movie, but I plan on finishing the book first before I see the new movie, which will probably yeah, not happen. Yeah. <laughs> At least when you see it, then you'll be like, okay, either yeah. the book's better or the movie just sucks. Well, not I here's my thing. I think Denis Villeneuve. Speaking. Yeah, I think Denis Villeneuve taking care or taking hold of this. I don't personally think that he's going to do a bad job. I don't think it's going to be for everyone either, though. I don't think it's going to be your typical popcorn flick, because Dune is not necessarily your typical popcorn flick. There's not a lot that happens. I mean, there is, but not in, like, the first half of it so far. And, I mean, aside from the sandworm thing, which we are going to see sandworms, and that looks phenomenal, by the way, um, there's really not much that necessarily happens. Uh, at least yet so far. And I think, to be perfectly honest, I do think it is going to be very interesting to see what he does. But he is also known as a art house director. And Blade Runner 2049 was not for everybody. It was a very, very long movie. A very beautiful movie, but a very long movie. That thing was, I think, two hours and 40 minutes. It was a while. A lot of potty breaks. Uh, yeah. So... And of course, the fun, the, the the sad thing about Denis Villeneuve, none of his movies so far has made a crap ton of money, and that's the uh, sad part. I mean, Uwe Ball hasn't made much money on those either. Okay, well, Uwe Ball is someone else. Bit of a, a bit of an out there comparison, but yes. It's, Uwe Ball is a different comparison in, in its entirety, but yes, do, Uwe Ball is. It's a different subject for a different time. Um. But yeah, I, I personally think that when it comes to Denis Villeneuve, I want this movie to do well because I want to see an actual proper ap- adaptation of Doom, or of Doom, uh, Doom Two as well. Uh, I, I would love to see a proper adaptation of Doom. I mean, I don't have this tattoo for nothing. Um, I mean, of course. Yeah, but that's so different. We're now. just gonna pretend that those other movies don't exist. Yeah, the one with the rock ain't that bad. Um. It's bad, but it's not It's not that bad. Um, anyways, so with Denis Villeneuve, unfortunately a lot of his movies have not made a lot of money. And that's because they're mostly art house flicks. Uh, like Blade Runner 2049, I've been told, is a fantastic movie, but it is a long movie. And it is a gorgeous movie, but it again is a long movie. It's I would love for this to make money, but I have my hopes very low for it to make a lot of money. It's going to get my money for sure. But I have my hopes low, especially with the whole a lot of people would be streaming it because it is going to HBO Max same day. And I, I don't know how well it's going to do if they when they when it does come out, because it is coming out in December, I believe. So I I don't know. I have my hopes high 
for the movie because I know that Denis Villeneuve can deliver on it. But I will also say I don't think it's going to make a lot of money, and therefore I don't think we're going to get a second part anytime soon. Eh. But on to our next topic. The well-known video game, PC gaming uh, platform, Steam, uh, that is run by Valve, has decided to make a Nintendo Switch-like device called the Steam Deck. It is essentially going to be a tablet that has Steam running, and you can play whatever games you have downloaded on there, and on top of that, you can buy them, and it is portable. So, I'm interested how it's going to go. I, I know that they have it's pretty pricey. I mean, I think for the, the highest-end one, you have to pay upwards of like eight or $900, I want to say. I want to say that. I don't know. I know that the baseline one is six uh, is like six hundred. It, it's it's not gonna be cheap, folks. But I mean, it does have all the Steam stuff with it. So I would be very interested to see what they do with this. Uh, we were pointed out this by a buddy of ours. And Joe, what are your opinions on the Steam Deck? I'm gonna tell you one thing. Like probably some people beginning and if they are on a budget might go out for the 64 gig model but 64 gig is the most expensive hmm. that's confusing because I thought the 512 gigabyte model was the most thank you Ark uh, for following I appreciate that go ahead Joe Joe yes uh some people, like, I mean, for people like me that always wanted to have a portable, like, device to play their Steam library, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're like you and me and... Broke. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to carry a, and you don't want to compromise having to bring a laptop, which you can't really modify those or anything in any shape or form. Right. Steam Deck, I guess, is their answers to right now. Like, hey, what about something like, what about having your whole Steam library on your person? Well, probably not while you're at the airport or something, but like if you're just doing something. Mm-hmm. You can pop yeah, on yeah. a game and work, run yeah. it fine. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Oh. Thanks. You're good. Much, very much apologies. You're good. Just let do me I think this is a this is a, do I think this is a, a device that can probably change things up for PC gaming? Yes. But you go out and probably at least check and see how much storage you want to have and how much you're willing to pay to have more storage for your... Because you can't just fit your whole library on there. No, and I I don't think they really expect you to. Uh, mostly because I know that Steam still gets majority of its money from having people play it on their... Uh, have it on their PC and everything else like that and buying games from them. And I'm personally, a, I love Steam. Like, I prefer to get my game, if I can't get my game off Steam, I usually don't try to get it all too often if I'm going to be playing it on my computer. Obviously, I have my Switch and I have my my PlayStation, but um, I personally think that this, I think it's a good idea, in my personal opinion. I think it's a very good idea. But I don't 
necessarily know if Valve will deliver on it, is my personal opinion. Because there's a lot of high-end graphic games on Steam. And I don't, and a lot of, now granted, most games aren't necessarily that big, uh, at least the ones on Steam. But I don't necessarily know if everybody's going to be able to do a lot with it. So I, I'm, I'm cautiously excited. Say that some games may not be available on the device. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes sense. Um, My only question is, if you have an RTS title, like how are you going to play that? Right. I got that. I, I get that to an extent. But yeah, I, I'm cautiously excited about it. I will say that. Any final any final thoughts, comments, concerns on it, Joe? I think my dad would probably like this. Because, yeah. you know, that that means he could he could probably hop on and play maybe just a little FPS or something if he needs to preoccupy himself. Right. Alright. Well, I think it's gonna change the whole thing of gaming. Fine turn, but we'll see. I think it'll be a good next step into gaming because a lot that's the reason why the Nintendo Switch did so well. Is well granted Nintendo tried it with the Wii U, this is complete the Switch is completely portable and you can still dock it on home. And if you want to just have a completely portable version of it, you can just get the Switch Lite. So and actually that was a funny thing as I was also gonna eventually talk about the stream the Switch OLED. I'm not in any rush to get it because I a I don't have the money to get it, and b I just got that like over a year ago, so I'm not in any way, shape, or form in a rush to get this damn thing. Uh, but I do I will be interested to see it because there are a few games that I would love to play on the Switch in 4K, for sure. All right, on to our next topic. Jordan Peele has actually revealed with a poster the title of his next movie, titled Nope. Uh, we only know a handful of things about this. Uh, like, we do know that Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are going to be in this, as well as Glenn from Walking Dead. I forget his name. Uh, so they're all going to be in this, and we do know that it is going to take in a, take place in a Walmart Supercenter kind of store. So uh, And all these people are going to be working in the electronics section. So there's a lot of people saying whether... Like, a lot of people were thinking aliens because of the way the cloud looks and everything else like that. But there were a handful of people that noticed that the little flag trail that was on that cloud in the poster, it looks very similar to the the little flag trail that was on the DeLorean in Back to the Future. So... Some people were thinking aliens. I'm still of the biggest opinion that I do think it is going to be aliens, and I would love to see Jordan Peele tackle aliens. But I'm not necessarily opposed to the time travel idea because they are going to be working in the electronic section, and that would make sense. So I'm interested to see what he does with this movie. I have loved all, ex- really except for Us. I, I enjoyed Get Out. Get Out was a lot of fun. I loved it. And Us was really good. I just don't think it stuck the landing as often. Hey Miranda, thank you for joining us and thank you for uh, for talking and everything uh, and trying to keep the chat going and everything else like that. Uh, I hope your boyfriend gets better. Miranda's boyfriend actually got in a slight little accent. He is fine. He's just in pain, so that's why she's not with us right now. She's helping take care of him. Thoughts and prayers for her and her BF. Absolutely, right here, same way. I mean, she says he's going to be fine. He's just in a lot of pain right now. That's that's the only problem. So. Yeah, uh, Joe, what are your opinions on the new 
Jordan Peele movie. What do you, uh, are you excited about it? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen much of his movies, although I do really want to watch Get Out. Get Out is really good. I think I have it on my Voodoo account. I'll have to double check with you on that one. Um, yeah. But, or, or do you think you, you would probably go see this in theaters? I don't know. I'm going to wait till a trailer comes out. Then I'll make my decision. Yeah. Um, because I, I personally think... Now, granted, I think even if there was a trailer to come out, it would still keep it relatively vague because Get Out kept its main premise relatively vague. It's like, oh, some creepy shit's happening. Uh, Us kept it relatively vague too. Um mostly just showing whenever the the duplicates showed up that was majority of the us trailer with a few shots from the like the rest of the movie which i did see up to that point i did not see the final i didn't i got to the climax and i didn't finish up the rest of the movie unfortunately i i couldn't i got busy and then uh, it got it was like pushed off of something whatever i was watching it off of and i couldn't find it ever again so um i i like Jordan Peele. I think he's a good director. Uh, I have seen his first episode of The Twilight Zone, but I, I heard the rest of it was kind of eh. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see what he does with this, mostly because the poster is intriguing, and if it is Aliens, I'll be very fascinated with it. But, yeah. Joe, any final thoughts, comments, concerns on Nope? I mean, will it be a yep? that we will yet to see. Alrighty then. So, on to a topic that, Joe, I know you want to talk about. Activision is currently going through a lawsuit with, I believe, Blizzard? Uh, over some sexual assault, or was, it wasn't sexual assault, it was sexual harassment allegations, right? Yes. Sexual uh, harassment, yes. Go ahead. Yes, and this has been a thing that started earlier in the late late this week. When, mm -hmm. it's when an article, but published by many people, Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies, oh, I lost my train of thought. But an yes, article that many people an ongoing. This has been an ongoing thing since the department, the California's Department of Safe Employment, and, and another thing I can't remember, has been, have been getting around with a two-year investigation into the company because there's been a lot of allegations coming forward from from women, if not other people, or minorities. And the company mm -hmm. that there's it's been going on for decades that there's been a lot of accounts of abuse sexual harassment and abuse mm -hmm. of all kinds in Eckers Blizzard. Some of us I would I could like what are the things that have been going on there, some I would say, but this is this I'm gonna keep this PG thirteen. We are usually a rated R content kind of channel, but because this is a very sensitive subject to certain people, we are going to keep this PG-13, absolutely.
Joe. Yes. Continue. And a lot of it has gotten to the point where, where allegedly that there was a female employee that was in a one way to say say of a one sided sexual relationship with her male supervisor on a business trip and mm -hmm. apparently he brought inappropriate work items lubricant and butt plugs okay and apparently the, the woman had proceeded to commit suicide while on the business trip damn yes that is wow like I, and like I said before this, this has been a two year going ongoing investigation that's probably started within a certain period of 2018 as still going ongoing okay. Blizzard has tried to do the, pretty much sent in a statement trying to call it the investigation baseless and without merit while on the other, well, on, on another end, they've been trying to. J. Allen, J. James Allen Brack, the president of Blizzard, mm -hmm. and former co-founder of Blizzard, Mike Morhaime, both made statements issuing apologies that that they wish none of this could have happened. But let's be honest here, like. About you're about as likely to believe most YouTube or sell apologies about as likely as you believe for the White House to quit being woke. Right. And like I said earlier off stream, like if you're going up against the government in any form of capacity, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter if what color you are or if you have the most money, you're gonna lose. Period. Right. And here's my honest take. Are is what is Blizzard gonna is Activision gonna take this real hard? I believe so. But is Bobby Connick gonna get ousted and thrown on a rocket into the sun? I don't think so. Right. I just know that they're gonna be nobody's gonna li they're not gonna live it down for a long time. Right. Yeah, I, here's the thing, I personally don't, I don't like it when people do this, but I'm not also the first person, I'm not the type of person that if I have anything by them, I'm not going to go out and burn it in my fucking front yard, I'm not going to do that. You're um, to say that? No, but my whole thing about it is, is I, in my personal opinion, I personally believe that if this type of shit happens it's not necessarily on the company like i i hate it when people do that like i i understand where they're coming from if they're like i'm never gonna buy from them again and i'm not gonna trust them anytime soon I, that makes sense like i understand where you're coming from but completely boycotting them i mean you also got to look at what they did or what they've done before all that so you look at blizzard world of warcraft where would the world be without World of Warcraft? There wouldn't be, like, New World would not be happening if it wasn't for World of Warcraft. There wasn't that many massive online multiplayers that were RPGs before Warcraft. Yeah, 
there was a handful of them, but World of Warcraft made it popular, made it mainstream. So when you look at that, it's like, yeah, you know, just... It, it, every right. company has its fault. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that they don't. I'm not saying that you can't go out there and boycott them completely. Go right ahead. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to buy anything by Blizzard anytime soon. But if there's something that comes out from it, like, honestly, I, I don't know. I like I have a couple of Overwatch Funko Pops. I used to have Overwatch. I got rid of it because I didn't really like the game. But um, Understandable. Yeah, and then I've heard it's actually gotten a lot better. And I, I might buy it again. I don't know. Um, but you, you were saying, so wait, is this, is this an investigation under Blizzard or an investigation over at Activision? Or are they the Activision. same company? They're the same company. Activision, Blizzard... Blizzard purchased Activision. Right. Blizzard and merged them. Okay, that makes sense then. So with Activision, um, I mean they're the ones that made Call of Duty popular. I'm not yes. gonna go out of my way to get rid of my fucking Call of Duty game, um, mostly no, no. because that's the only game that I can play with majority of my friends. So you know, I I'm mean, not, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not expecting like Call of Duty to be canceled anything entirely. I just know no. that. From what has been told or coming forth, it seems like that some of the World of Warcraft team have been kind of some of the dirty offenders, though. Okay, so it's it's not necessarily that many at Activision. It's mostly a lot of the World of Warcraft team. Okay. Well, it's Activision is at fault, but not everybody at Blizzard's a bad egg. Right. Okay. So, in, yeah, I can kind of understand that. Uh, and again, I'm, I mean... To put it in basics terms, I'm a COD simp. Not because I enjoy the games. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy them to some level or else I wouldn't buy them. But my whole thing about Call of Duty is 9 times out of 10, it's one of the few games me and my friends can play together that is a multiplayer. Uh, though granted, that might be changing with, uh, with Battlefield. I don't know. And, uh, you could, yeah. You can still play Battlefield and, and Call of Duty enjoy them, though. Well, yeah. That's what I've learned to do. Well, and that's the thing. But, you know... I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to get rid of anything from Activision. I mean, Activision's made a lot of good stuff. So, I I definitely think well, this is going to make a tank of their stuff. that's made a lot of good things, but yeah. Well, man, Activision's made some good stuff, too. Activision's been the for, main pusher. For Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, yes. Eh, maybe not Treyarch. Activision's or, been the no. publisher. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, that's fair. Alright. Well... Yeah, but, you know, I'm still going to buy the next I do say, game. I could say one more thing, is that I've see, watched some YouTube videos from YouTubers, like, World of Warcraft YouTubers, like, Bellular Gaming, and one guy who actually did stream WoW for a while, Asmon Gold, who mm -hmm. has a YouTube channel shelf, but he's right. been recently getting into Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Later, later day thing. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you that the, at least with Bellier, like with his video with how he gave his take, like he didn't even he made like raw footage, like he didn't clean himself up or nothing, like he just like said how he honestly felt. Like he it's like these people have been playing WoW for like probably since the not if not the beginning, but, like since it was still relevant. Mm -hmm. And they've been 
in this game has been like helping people like pay the rent or bring put food on the table. Like you play a game for that long and be part of the community. Like you're you're like officially part of the game right. in some way. But when the people behind the game when you find out that they actually have not been who they who you thought they were mm -hmm. and that the game has been built on the back of a bunch of people that probably sacrificed a lot. And I mean, look at this. There was even people there was even an article where it was said that some Blizzard employees were active like review were comparing each other's salaries and then some people were making less than what they were years ago. Right. Like, like I'm saying, you become par part of the community of said game, like WoW. But then when you find out that the people that made the help that have been making the game that you've been part of and loved for many years turn out to be a bunch of asswipes. Right. It's like you're just. It's like you're just like, okay, well, what's my. Hey there listeners, sorry about the quick interruption, but unfortunately we did experience some technical difficulties when going live, so this is uh, essentially going to be it on the Activision lawsuit uh, topic, and we're going to go right into the next one. I apologize, but e we were practically done by that point anyways. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Am I back? Yeah, I think my internet shut the bed, but didn't you? No, no, that was on my end. Um, do you have any more comments or concerns? Uh, I was waiting for your response. Uh, I already kind of gave it. I was saying, basically, I think it's time to uh, move on to lighter subjects. But yes, yeah. I, yeah. I just, I hopefully this justice will be served for those right. that have suffered for so long. Right. But yes, on to a lighter tone. Absolutely. From, yes. So, from the top. Next subject Battlefield 2042 has announced that they are coming out with a new service called Portal. And I'm actually very, very, very interested in to see what they do. This trailer was absolutely was badass. I love this trailer. I'm very interested to see how it's going to go because it looks like we're getting like 20 plus people team deathmatch in an open world. And that looks phenomenal because it's basically just a giant sandbox. And I'm it's a very giant sandbox with yeah. a logic editor where this is like you know what we should give the players simple complex but still simple to easy to learn dev, dev tools right you could tweak settings like the maps weapons or you could just go into the editor and just completely make everything go bonkers like we've seen like you know World War Two Germans with knives versus you know, battlefield free sold U.S. soldiers with defibrillators. Right. Or like, we saw two of the the non-pads. One one of them is using RPG, and the other was using a tracer gun. Mm -hmm. Which you, for those of you, you bad company players, you'd be like, oh my, you'd be like, oh my gosh, oh. Yes, like, anything so far they're concentrating on content from like 1942, Battlefield Vietnam, Company 2, mm -hmm. Battlefield Free, and then the base game itself, Battlefield 2042. Right. The logic editor is where 
basically when you're you could make it's basically like cheat codes for some older games where you, if you make something or just like you know ones and zero binary coding like one is zero is false one is true mm -hmm. you could make it where basically one if you kill an enemy you get more damage you could deal a little bit more damage or you get your health back I mean, right. are, pe are we gonna? S Some people might use it basically to recreate the classic Battlefield experience from each Battlefield title that that there's content for. Right. Or I guess you could. Or I guess you could just make it go completely bonkers, where you have basically like people with LMGs versus people with DMRs. Mm -hmm. Right. Are we gonna, or I guess for those everybody here that's wondering, like, can you make a battle royale with it? I mean, you probably could. Probably, yeah. It it gives me a battle royale kind of feel, but I think Battlefield said that they weren't gonna do it with this one. I mean, for sure. I mean, hmm. well, from what you could saw, if you saw the trailer with that robot K9, you saw it being being destroyed by an EOD bot. So. Right. Technically, you can make, you could. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be taking the maps, the weapons, and everything from one battlefield title, and then using the sandbox editor to make like, probably just remake Conquest with the mode with those maps, either with the way how they ran with those games, or make it a little more create, more modern. Like, I mean, you could basically like take. One part of the map, and you you could just like cut the map down to like a, like an eighth or a fourth of its size, and you could probably have 128 player team deathmatch, right? Like on No Shark Canals. Would I probably do that? That'd be too chaotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no confirmation whether they'll add concept from. From like Battlefield One or other Battlefields like Battlefield Hardline, but if they do, we will let you know. Was there anything good in Battlefield Hardline? I mean, the ballistic shield was just a meme, and then there was the smoke, probably the gas. But and again, well, the driving of vehicles is good. Other than that, well, I mean, the you like the driving of the vehicles in that? We, we're talking like about the multiplayer, right? Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like the classes and the atmosphere and the setting kind of didn't really mix about as well as peanut butter with molasses. Right. Okay. Because Battlefield uh, Hardline was literally my introduction to Battlefield, and I hated it. I was not a fan. Well, that's okay. You could probably go back. I pr I can't say for console, but on PC you could probably find a couple of servers left for Battlefield three and four. Right. But yeah, like the trailer showed off, like you could have whatever weapons that were in said Battlefield title from like old to new. Mm -hmm. You could probably you could probably make it to where you're using any of those gadgets too, like weapons, equipment. Maybe grenades, but mm -hmm. that's cool. But yeah, like 
basically like how many like they're only bringing like two the only disclaimer is that that they're bringing two maps from each battlefield title in the fun thing was like for all, the games that are several years old like 21 like battlefield 20, uh, 1942 and so on like they taken right. the assets and completely redid them for the growling up so that they would look good and fit in with battlefield 2042's graphics right all right well if you're ready we can go ahead and go into our seventh topic joe oh yes welcome to the snowcast where i'm gonna say joe about 15 more times oh yes halloween ends news <laughs> all right so we finally have some halloween ends news not halloween kills which is coming out this next october i believe and not only are they saying that this one they're not so to give some context they're saying halloween kills is going to have the highest body count of any halloween movie so there there is a good chance that we might have michael myers catch up with the body count of jason Voorhees. now granted the only reason why jason Voorhees hasn't had a movie in a while is because friday the 13th as a franchise has been stuck in literal courtroom hell for quite a while. And I don't think it's going to come out anytime soon. The only thing that we've had close to anything Friday the 13th related has been the couple of fan-made films that are actually really good. I like them. They're, they're very good. Um, and they're really short, too. They're like only 20 to 30 minutes, I think. They're, they're not that long. So... But anyways, Halloween Kills, they're saying, is going to have the highest body count. And then they have actually now released uh, some... The directors have talked about it, and they said, well, we what we want is we want to have a more secluded movie. And they are saying that it is going to be taking place on that same Halloween night on 2018. So what they... Well, they haven't confirmed it, but they, there's a lot of people saying, well, what if they're showing it within real time so about one to two hours and there's about one to two hours left of that halloween night so maybe that's why and he's also saying he the director also wants to go in different perspectives which would be really interesting so i yeah like different perspectives of different characters so like one there could be a chance that we could see a halloween film that again takes place in the perception of michael myers so, like, the very beginning of the Halloween, you saw Michael Myers' POV. Maybe this one is going to be another perspective of Michael Myers. So, I'm interested... To, I'm very interested in this franchise because I loved Halloween 2018. Um, I wasn't a fan of how they titled it, but I did like Halloween 2018 because now you have the to be that like... there's Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills, I, I was not aware of Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends is going to be the wrap-up of this trilogy. Well, okay, I say wrap-up. It's going to be the wrap-up of this director's trilogy, which is David Gordon Green, and we also had Danny McBride is a producer of this movie, uh, of these movies. So that's actually really interesting. I like the fact that Danny McBride is producing stuff now, as well as Seth Rogen. I know Seth Rogen is producing a lot of stuff, but he's not producing this. But I'm interested... Well, maybe watch the interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so I'm interested to see where they go with this franchise, because... I know that essentially they're all they're all going to make a crap ton of money because Halloween 2018 made a major crap ton of money, and they left it open for a sequel. So, you know, 
I don't... I think that Halloween Ends is going to actually end. Like, I think it's probably going to kill off Michael. If not, have him go back to, you know, his... Uh, go back to being under arrest. I, I don't know. Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis talked about her final role. She's saying it'll be very interesting the way that they send off. Um, I'm blanking on her name. Laurie Schrode. Laurie Schrode. Um, so they're saying, she says it, it might actually be her final time ever playing Lori on screen because that's kind of, she says it, it, it wraps it up perfect be, is what she says. She's not saying that she dies or anything, which I don't think with this particular version, it would be very fair to have her get killed. Um, in it's my been done personal a bunch opinion, of times. well, it's been done two or three times, and that's annoying. One time was completely off screen, which is bullshit. The other time was on screen, and it was still bullshit. So, it's. I mean, we, and we always know that even if the monster, with horror movies, even if the monster step by the end of the film, they're still gonna get get back up or so. If it makes a shit ton of money, then absolutely they will find an excuse to make it go on further. So I, I mean, look at Frankenstein. No, um, with Boris Karloff. With Boris First Karloff. of Frankenstein, then Bride of Frankenstein, and then Son of Frankenstein. Right. Well, you keep going back to classic horror movies, man. I'm talking about, like, like look at Jason. Oh, no. They, no, no I'm just saying yeah. that applies with modern, too. Oh, no, it does. Uh, I will well, say this. The, the corpse only may other... be twitching. Yeah. But. Right. I will money say will always bring back. Here's the thing. So, Halloween 2018 was not the first film to try to revitalize the franchise and completely cut off a lot of movies. Because what happened with Halloween H2O and its sequel, um, Halloween Resurrection, with Halloween H2O, uh, what it came down to is they left the first two Halloween films were canon. Those happened. Like, Loomis was dead, uh, Michael was presumably dead, you know, all that fun stuff. So... Well, I take it H2O was not about water. No. It was standing for... It was basically... it was That was the subtitle. Uh, it was really called Halloween, and then H2O was 20 years later. Um, so, it was, it was good. I actually enjoy H2O. There's a few moments in it that don't make any sense. But what they did is um, there's a point where, like, even Lori is like, oh, no, this fucker is still going to get up. So she steals an ambulance that has him in it, and she starts driving frantically. And then he does wake up, and she literally slams him into, or she, uh, she stops on the brakes, and he goes flying out the window. And then he's on a log, and as before he even gets up, he quite, she quite literally rams the ambulance into him and so now he's facing this way and then you have it, it is kind Lori. of sus. it is but no like Lori then literally grabs a fucking axe and as he's like trying to get all sympathetic he's like he's like no have mercy no and then she like, literally late, slices his fucker. head off and it's like the fact that they tried to make it to where that was genuinely fucking genius. And then, of course, its sequel fucks it up by saying, oh, yeah, it turns out Michael literally crushed the larynx off this one 
random guy that happened to be his height, put him in the costume, and then Michael went off on his own. Yeah, uh, that was bullshit. Kind of bullshit. Yeah, and then, like, Lori gets blamed for killing a man, an innocent man. And it's like, okay, well, the innocent man wasn't making any fucking attempts to fucking stop. You know, he was still couldn't going at yeah, well, he couldn't say shit, but he was still making attempts at, like, trying to kill her. So, it's... Anyways, not a fan of Resurrection. Resurrection sucks. Uh, but H2O was a good attempt at, retry- at trying to wrap up the franchise, is what they were doing. So then they would have, a, like, a solid trilogy. Now, we're gonna have uh, a solid anthology. Like, so, with this one, Halloween... With Halloween 2018, Halloween is the only movie that happened. Halloween. That's it. The original Halloween. Everything else after that, nothing. Then you have Halloween 2018, and we're gonna have Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. So I'm very Do interested. Really, to here's a question before mm-hmm. we go on to our next topic. Do yeah. you believe, believe it's the end? Fuck no. If it makes a shit ton of money, it's not gonna be <laughs> the end. They're gonna make a shit ton. Of money. I didn't think so. They're gonna ram this franchise into the ground as much as long as it makes money. They're going to. So well, they might as well ram it up our asses too at the same time. You're not wrong. So on to our final topic for the night before we get into movie talks, which we might not even do. I don't know. Dead Space Remaster. Dead Space has been officially going to be re- or is officially been stated that it is going to be remastered for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Joe, do you have any opinions on the Dead Space franchise, and do you think it will do good to have a remaster instead of having another sequel? Well. Let me start by saying this. I've loved the first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I haven't. I had difficult. I couldn't finish the second game because of the final boss was a pain in the ass. But the first game, like, definitely makes you realize. Okay, you're on a spaceship, and you're these aren't zombies, but you're by yourself and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. The only thing you as you put trusty plasma cutter and whatever else you can get your hands on. Right. Art second game Isaac's been having some PTSD like shit mm-hmm. from the first game mm-hmm. gee I he still sees like a specter of like entity of his, that takes the form of his dead girlfriend Nicole right Necromorph Outbreak but this time not on the Ishimura you're on a big fucking space station in the middle of somewhere in space right you're trying to you're trying to find, and just like the first game where everything came down to, to a big fucking marker that brought forth the necromorphs, you're trying to figure out how to destroy the marker that's causing the outbreak on the sprawl, the space right. station. The first game, I honestly thought the first game is worth it. Like, sure, it had co-op where you could play as Clark and another guy named Carver, but mm-hmm. it honestly... I honestly felt like the series lost its edge because, although it did have co-op and, like I said, and the ability to like not just just make your own web as like buying a flamethrower with a plasma cutter and so on, it kind of the fact that you're not just fighting necromorphs but then again you all just with, with weapons, it kind of felt like the game became more action and lost sight of it being a horror title. Right. Okay. Honestly, be, be Electronic Arts being, well, Electronic Arts, uh, and how it's been canceling Solar Styles and all that. Still, I, f- still, I think the ending 
at that space where you kind of showed and spoiled and I should have said spoiler alert for the first two for the first two games, and I apologize, but for the third game, at least at last, the Isaac and the game realize there's still one big fucking necromorph left. And it's a it's a it's a big ass moon headed right for you. Mm -hmm. Alright. But is there gonna be a sequel? I think so. But then there hasn't been there wasn't there wasn't been one and then after Battlefield Hardline stuff. Battlefront, the whole thing of stars. Battlefront EA canceled the stars how they're working on and shut down Visceral Studios, the people behind Dead Space. Ah, uh, that makes sense actually. Then why we haven't gotten another movie? So or game? Do or I game. think it? Or a game? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. Honestly, do I feel like? No, you're fine. Mm. Do I believe? I feel like Dead Space could have been remastered, but. The fact that they're, they're marketing it as a remake means that they're trying, and there's been talk that they're trying to fix plot holes that the series had. Means okay. they're they're hoping to try to maybe they're trying to get back interest in the Dead Space franchise series a bit, right? To make up for lost time. Okay. Do I as I'm trying to be unbiased as I can, but do I think? Is this game gonna be good? I, I don't know. We've only seen a teaser trailer, and EA being EA, I'm kind of a little low expectations kind of person. Right. But well, they can pull I it off. Low expectations anytime. EA isn't getting a sport game out, so. Yeah, and also fuck FIFA, but that's a whole different story for another time. Fuck but any game honestly, that they come out with. Honestly, almost any game that they come out with have sucked. So. But Dead Space really deserve a remake or a remaster? No clue, honestly. That's for all of y'all to decide. I would say definitely have a remaster, just upgrade some graphics, maybe fix a few gameplay. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of a remaster, is you upgrade the graphics and then you, you fix a few gameplay problems. Um, the best way to say it is there was a fan-made remaster of Half-Life, because Valve is never going to make another game, honestly. Black Mesa. Black Mesa. And not only did that, uh, it, it, it fixed a lot of the final segment of that game, which a lot of people had issues with. It was, it was kind of the platforming was really off with it, but um, they fixed that. And they also make it look better and everything else like that. And so it looks less crappy and they actually add more creativity to it. So that was very interesting to see them do that. I think that's how a remaster should be done, not oh yeah, we're going to change an entire plot, or an entire like subplot, just to fix a few or, things. Like, I don't think that's what surprise was, Nicole turns out to be a lesbian. Yeah, you know, like I, that's... I've exaggerated, but... Uh, right. No, I get it. Um, so I think personally, you know, and here's the other thing. With a remaster, you always want to add something else to it as well. Because you can't, you don't want to go to literally down the fucking same path like you don't want to have basically oh look it's a more polished looking game compared to the original and like they go with everything with a remaster you still want to change a few things mostly gameplay either there's like a segment that doesn't work as well in the original so therefore we're gonna fix it here like make it to where it's oh like oh, okay let's have an idea what's up uh should I tell you like before we end or after or after we end tonight? Uh, leave it for after. 
we'll, we'll go from okay. there. Yeah. It's so. it's something you're going to find surprising. And anybody else here will be surprised about. Okay, do you want to talk about movie talks? Movie talks. Hmm. Does I that say... It has to do with the one of the, one of the previous. It has to do with Battlefield, but it's it can be linked. Okay, well we'll talk about it afterwards then. That works yeah. fine. Movie talks. Like, what's on your mind, Christian? Oh, we haven't gotten to that segment yet. Hold on. So, um, I still think I think a remaster would be okay. Just depends on how they're gonna do it. But because EA shut down the original studio behind it, I don't think it's gonna be good. But yeah. we'll see. Alright, let's go ahead and go on to movie talks. This is where we can talk about any previous topics or any new or old topics that we have not gone over, whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, you name it. Joe, what do you have to say about Battlefield 2042? I can tell it was something that you might want to be interested in. It is something I did not discover until I was looking at the official website for Battlefield 2042 and the page particularly about the portal mode. Okay. Battlefield Portal. It turns out, progression is shared between the base game and Portal, which means you can earn XP through Portal playing the base game or Battlefield Portal. Huh. That's that's interesting. I like that. Is that what they mean by cross progression, or does that mean like share progression? Oh, share progression. Okay. Yeah. So it's that. Cross that's called share progression. Okay. Yeah. So if you're racking up points for the if you're you're probably gonna be leveling up your gun or your specialist or whatever, probably through playing. Mm-hmm. Which means you'll be feeding your rank and battle pass, which there's gonna be a battle pass, yeah, I can tell but what people are probably gonna be booing. Yeah. Well what's on your mind? Me? Um Honestly, I I don't necessarily have anything movie or tv show related that i could uh talk about not off the top of my head for sure um trying to think well we could talk about that nice looking cowboy hat in the corner on your bed yes that is a very nice looking cowboy hat it's a justin's hat i appreciate that oh uh i was gonna say well have you ever heard of a movie and or seen the movie cowboys and aliens I did not. I know that Daniel Craig was in there, and Harrison Ford was too, but... Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Sam Rockwell. I was directed by John Favreau. Oh. I knew what it was, but when it it came out, I just forgot all about it. I just thought it was way too wacky even for me. I ended up seeing it on home video. Uh, And I loved it. What were your thoughts on it? I loved it. I think it's a very unique film. I just don't think it necessarily has the best lead and Daniel Craig, uh, I feel like he's a little uh, lacking he's a little in the emotion. Um, yeah, that, that's why my like, one gripe with him being James Bond. Like, is that that? Yeah, he has. I a mean, he's got emotion. the he's got the chops, but the emotional he's mm. kind of an emotional like emotionless what? person. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then again, when he cameos a stormtrooper in Star Wars: Force Awakens, that worked for him. Yeah, but it was a weird cameo. Like honestly, if you would, if no one would have ever said it was Daniel Craig, I would have never noticed. I mean, I thought his emotionless thing was perfect for being a stormtrooper that was being mind tricked. No, oh, well, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I will say this. Speaking of Daniel Craig, so when it comes to James Bond, the new one, 
I'm nervous about it. Mostly because Sony came out and said, well, why can't 007 be a strong black independent boss lady? And it's like, uh, because I mean, reasons. There are plenty of reasons. They had to be British, though. Well, Otherwise, she I is wouldn't... British, yes. Uh, but here's the thing. So, with the new one, I don't know if they're going to follow through with that storyline, where it's going to be Bond is going to have to learn about the Me Too movement. And, like, here's the thing. Without making it political, I, when it comes to James Bond, James Bond is known as a cool, suave swindler. And I don't think that translates well into having a female James Bond. Because... To be less stereotypical, I guess. Or in the stereotype, if men sleep around, they're considered cool. If women sleep around, they're considered sluts. Yeah, that's entirely understandable. Here's the thing. I, I don't think it would translate well for a woman. A, because Ian Fleming had no intentions of ever making James Bond a woman. Um, which, granted, he's dead. He'd be do, rolling in can, his grave right now. I would say he is rolling in his grave. Um, the other thing, too, is Daniel Craig at this point looks so disinterested that I would be surprised if we got a decent performance out of him for his final, final Bond movie. Because he was supposed to be done after Spectre. And then they were going to reboot the franchise. But now they're like, well, no, let's get one more movie out of them. And then we'll, we'll like, fuck go. it, let's make more money. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and it's Sony. Sony produces the Bond films now because they own them. And I'm not a fan of that because Sony has a bad track record, in my personal opinion. I, I'm not a fan of Sony. I like their products. I don't necessarily like their movies all the time. Um, the latest one Think that I saw... I didn't even see the Emoji movie. I don't think anybody did. I heard it was... Uh, anyways. Um, my personal opinion. There's only a handful of movies that Sony has produced that I actually genuinely enjoy. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the first Bond film with Daniel Craig was really good. Um, Casino Royale. Casino Royale was good. Skyfall was amazing. Uh, Quantum of Solace was not that great. Spectre was better than Quantum of Solace, but not by much. Um, and then I don't know how they're going to do with this one. So, and then you have some of their kids' movies. Anything with Phil Lord and Chris Miller attached to it from Sony is phenomenal. Because not only did they... Okay, let me give you some examples. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Not the second one, just the first one. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I love that movie. That movie is really good. Read the book? Read the book, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a small book. But it's it's a really good movie, and it's a unique movie. Then you have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Phenomenal. It sure. deserved all the Oscar buzz it got. And it deserved... I think it even got an Oscar, and it deserved it. Then you have The Mitchells versus The Machines. I read that one, by the It's name. on Netflix... You should watch it. It is so good. It genuinely got me to tear up in certain parts. I don't know you how. Crying? I wasn't Who crying. Knew? I said tear up. I wasn't crying. I teared up. I didn't necessarily cry. Um, it got me to 
tear up like three times within the span of 30 minutes towards the end obviously but and it's it's genuinely funny too that's the crazy thing it's 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 entertaining and it's genuinely funny um and it's a good family movie like it even involves a family and it's it's good i like it um but of course why wouldn't i like it it has phil lord and chris miller attached to it. i swear anything these guys touch is golden you look at the lego movie they touched that that was good you look at spider-verse that was great Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs. That was good. I don't know if they did the second one, but I heard it wasn't that great, and I didn't even see it. Uh, I did not see Lego Movie 2, and I heard it wasn't as good, but I heard it was okay. Um, and that one they also had their hands in. So, you look at it, they have a practically... This is one, two, three, four, five. They have a, f like, four out of six record of, like, hits. They have a couple of misses. Uh, Lego Movie 2 technically counts, and if they did do Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs 2, it's a little bit of a miss. So, you look at that, that's that's a really good track record for filmmakers like that. Um, and especially with so few films. Like, Edgar Wright, in my opinion, has done uh, not a single, he hasn't done a single film, in my opinion, that wasn't good. He has hits every single time. And he's only done five movies. So like these guys have movies. these guys have only done either that exact amount or one more, and they've gotten four out of five or six. So that's really good. That's a good track record. We and they were supposed to do solo, and then Disney fired them, and that was one of Disney's biggest missteps because was they didn't there, like. Was there ever like a re? Was there ever been a reason duck up like? Is, it, is there a bit more like why that happened? Why they were fired from it? Uh, creative differences. Well, Disney didn't worse. like the direction they were going, so they're like, eh, I have to change it or get off. And they said, well, fuck you. And they went away. And then they got Ron Howard, of all people. It was weird. Um, yeah. I think that's a good, uh, good note to end on. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that has joined in. I have been Blackshad56, a.k.a. Christian, a.k.a. Dumbass in Charge, and of course I have been joined by Joker, a.k.a. Joe, a.k.a. our meme god in distress. Hopeless romantic. Hopeless romantic. That doesn't and mean... This... Mm-hmm. Don't... I would say call me, but please don't. <laughs> and of course this has been the Snowdocast episode 12. Technical difficulties with Joe. Thank you so much for joining. I will see you all later. <laughs>